on today's show. How did the Dallas Mavericks pull off a comeback win in Summer League? What happened with Jaden Hardy between the first half and the second half? And what do we see from the rookies? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. And this is Locked on Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Exed, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Maps your first listen each and every day as we let it ride. We'll let it ride for Summer League. First win in two years. Yeah, big t- it's a big day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad. Be an everyday or subscribe and follow for free to search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. Give us one takeaway from Mavs versus Sixers Summer League win. Oh, and joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The winning wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? This is big day in Mavs history. A uh, big summer league win. Uh, there's a guy from Alabama behind you there in Vegas. Um, I mean, I feel like we got to start the pot off. Like, I just at the top, like any Vegas tails. Um, <laughs> did, I mean, you, you took took to the streets of Vegas last night. Yes, you saw some things. <laughs> I did take to the streets of Vegas. I went to Fremont Street, which is like this uh, really famous vegas place where it's basically like an outdoor mall where there's just a ton of casinos and strip clubs and a bunch of restaurants and a ton of things going on like chicken and strips. i saw i did eat chicken strips actually but i saw okay. some things uh so that i could sure. never un- i can never unsee well, it's good you have locked on stickers <laughs> now i'm doing better and our locked on sticker made it on the broadcast thanks to our friend ryan who with the uh the dancing medallion fan i talked to him before the game and He's a cool guy. So uh, shout out to him. Shout out to um, uh, all the Elias. Shout out to Elias, who I met here. I met a, I met a bunch. I've given out like 10 or 11 stickers, which I did not expect to do. So shout out to all the uh, Raccoon Squad members here at the uh, the Vegas Summer League. I'm still here. Like Isaac said, today's show, we're going to talk about the Mavericks win against the 76ers. There's a bunch of stuff we can get into. We're obviously going to talk about Derek Lively and his play. Uh, Olivier Maxon's prosper and his play. They up their minutes. So, we can calm down now. Yeah, we can we can we can calm down now because they played more than twenty minutes uh, and played pretty much as, as as much as the other starters. So we'll talk about them. We'll talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Taze Moore. Taze Moore had a, a real big outing. We talked to him after the game. Jelly Walker, I thought, had some good moments in this, but I think we have to start with Jaden Hardy because this game and Jaden Hardy kind of went hand in hand. It, it really was. This game went how Jaden Hardy went. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you you had a, a quote from Dudley after the game uh, that was kind of kind of fun, but I mean, it it was pretty pretty tough first half for for Hardy. I mean, it's some of the worst basketball I've seen him play. I made a joke about it on Twitter. I'm like, hey, if it's a Hardy party, whenever it's great, like, what are we calling this? Um, a lot of people said Hardy farty uh, whenever <laughs> thing, when the things are not going well, but I mean, it looks like G League ignite type of you know performance it looked like he was forcing it he couldn't get a shot to go down he had some turnovers it was just it wasn't a good uh, first half for 
Jaden Hardy. It was not. And we, we've talked about several times throughout Summer League and talking about Summer League that this Summer League is about him. As much as we want it to be about the rookies and Lively and Prosper and, and you know, see how we'll see what they're going to be. And then can the two-way guys take another step forward? This is about Hardy because he's the one guy that is going to definitely get rotation minutes for sure, or at least like big rotation minutes. And they wanted to, to put Hardy in a position where he's the main guy, where he's the one, where he is getting the double teams thrown at him, the triple teams. They even did it in practice where Jared Dudley on the sidelines would call out triple, 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 and they would run to – to Jaden Hardy and make him make a decision. And sometimes they, he wouldn't tell him. And sometimes he would just make a signal and then they would go do that. So they really wanted to push Hardy forward, push him forward in his uh, ball handling, push him forward into his, in his playmaking in him being the guy on this team. And so when he was really struggling in the first half, the Mavs were really struggling. And then he came out in the second half and was much better. And Jared Dudley, like you said, came to us after the game and kind of unprompted, you know, Dwayne Price just asked him, you know, what was the difference between the first half and the second half? And Jared Dudley mentioned, you know, in the first half, Jaden Hardy was, you know, down. He was kind of in his feelings. You know, he was he was not feeling good and all that. And then we gave him a pep talk. Assistant coach gave him a pep talk. And then he came out there and he just played much better. And for, for, for Dudley to kind of share that, that candor and to share that, that Jaden was feeling that. I mean, it was very obvious if you watched it. I, I was sitting probably like 10 yards from from – Hardy, do I use yards if it's basketball? Do I do I should I just use feet? I feel like yards for is, it. A, is a is an NFL football thing. Uh, but I'm sitting like ten. I'm sitting ten yards from him. I'm watching him on the bench when he got benched earlier, and he just didn't look like he wanted to be there. He just turned 21 recently. He's he's, he's in Vegas, so I'm not gonna put any things together. You can maybe Fremont put something Street. together. Uh, I did not see him at Fremont Street. I did see a guy that looked exactly like Ben Simmons though, which I thought was really funny. I pointed it out to Jackson and Tony. I was like, hey, look, there's Ben Simmons. And they both believed me for a second. And they thought it was Ben Simmons. Uh, but with Jaden Hardy, he he wasn't feeling it. And he, and he was down. And like you said, he was driving into traffic. And he was just he was getting blocked at the rim. And he was doing things that we, we've seen from Hardy, but not at this level of, of, of bad. And he missed his first, what, like seven shots. And then in the second half, I just thought he looked totally different. Yeah, in particular the fourth quarter. I mean, he was part of the crew that you know had the big comeback there for for Dallas. I mean, honestly, first half, probably first three quarters of this game is some of the worst basketball I've seen played uh, in a long time. <laughs> and, you haven't watched enough summer league, let me tell you. I, well, I meant like four Mavs jerseys. So. Yeah, I was, I was, well, they also missed the play in last year, so <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty tough. But uh, we had all the guys. I'm, I'm going to say the Spurs Hornets game to kick off summer league with the first Wemby game was the worst basketball I've ever seen, but this was a close second. At least it had Wemby in it. Um, but, but no, I mean, yeah, they, they struggled early on. Uh, it was pretty tough. And uh, yeah, luckily the fourth quarter happened and they had some other guys to come in there and give them a jolt of energy and play some defense, had some calls go their way, some luck. And, uh, but they hit shots and hustled and, yeah, it, it, that part was cool in the fourth to see how they responded that way. And then to see Omax and Lively come in at the end of that run to kind of finish off the game, I thought was awesome too. Oh, absolutely. So Jaden Hardy finished uh, the second half. He had 19 points, two boards, four assists. He didn't have any turnovers, which is huge. He went 5 of 11 from the field, hit a couple of threes, 7 of 7 from the free throw line. And I asked Jared Dudley, so what do you think was the difference? What do you think changed from with Jaden Hardy from – when he was down on himself in the first half to when he got really excited and, and actually started scoring in the second half. And he said, 
you know scores. They see the ball go through, and then they get excited. And that's exactly what happened. He got to see the ball go through. He hit. A, he had a layup. He had a three. He had a couple of free throws, and all of a sudden, he was down, and he was going for it. So I think Jaden Hardy really encapsulates this entire game. 12 of 13 from the free throw line, too. That was probably his his only play. I mean, I think somebody could look at the box score and just be like, dude, why are y'all saying he sucked in the first half or whatever when he had 24 points? It was pretty bad basketball until the, until that second half. Uh, but at the free throw line, he was knocking down his free throws, and that, that's huge. And, you know, like you said, going into Summer League, he's the main guy to watch for Dallas because if Jaden Hardy's not on this team, are they trying to trade Tim Hardaway? I don't know. Like, I, I think they're probably – if they trade off Tim Hardaway for – uh, you know, a big or somebody that's not at that position or, or, or a guy who's not really scoring much, then they're banking on Jaden Hardy and Seth Curry to make up for that bench scoring. And Jaden Hardy's part of that. So he's got to continue to grow and uh, yeah, continue jacking up the shots. He had seven, he had 18 field goal attempts in the first game, 17 in this one. Let's continue at this uh, 17 to 20 number. My question is for those hypothetical people you just mentioned, how could you not look at this first half and think Jaden Hardy did, did not have a good game? I mean, or in the first half, he only had five points. He was 06 from the field. He did hit five free throws, but he had a couple turnovers and like, it was just, it was brutal to, to see it, but he made the turnaround. That's the big takeaway from this game is that I think this is another step in Jaden Hardy's development and just m- maturity. I mean, he's still a really young guy. Are you, are you drinking blue milk? Uh, blue. It's called white milk. Okay, it looks it looks blue on the camera, uh, but oh. I thought it was blue. I thought it was just like Star Wars blue milk. Anyway, Sorry. Uh, second of all, drinking milk. Do I have to call back to when you drank milk early in our in our partnership with Locked On? <laughs> have you been drinking milk in Vegas? <laughs> I have not. Uh, I have not. Not not milk. That is for sure. Um, with Jaden Hardy, it's the next step in his development is to all right get over yourself like, take the next step dust yourself off if you're having a bad game a bad shooting night because he's a scorer and he's a shooter and he didn't shoot well in the g league and then and he's shooting really well for the mavericks and so he's got to learn how to deal and handle with the highs and lows especially as the number one player everybody was saying it taze Moore after the game was saying hey you know when Jaden's the number one guy blah 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 then uh jelly walker came and spoke to the media afterwards and said you know when when Jaden's the number one guy blah 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 like to hear both of them say that so distinctly, I think that was really cool for the Mavericks too. All right, we've we've pinpointed this guy as the number one guy, even in summer league here. So the roles were, were super uh, well defined and organized, and they know that. And with Jaden Hardy, he's got to take that next step, and he did in this game. And I, I love seeing that. Coming up, let's get into the rookies: Derek Lively, Omax Prosper. Let's talk about what we saw from those guys in this game because I thought they played some really good stuff. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Ibotta. Ibotta can help you in one very specific way. We buy stuff. You buy stuff. I buy stuff. And when I buy stuff, I want to benefit from those things. Not just that, like the physical thing that I bought or the material thing that I bought. I want to uh, know that my purchases are going towards something that's helping me in the future. And the way to do that is with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your royalty account or upload a receipt after you shop and you'll get cash back. It's that easy. Go check out Ibotta. The average user earns $120 per year. Who couldn't use 120 bucks? You can earn that back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED. When you register, that's 
the Google Play or the App Store. Download the free Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED. Ibotta. That's I-B-O-T-T-A. The Google Play or App Store. Promo code LOCKED. Good squad. We appreciate you. Shout out to everybody that I saw here at Vegas Summer League. This is my last day here, so I'll be back and we'll be doing an episode tomorrow. We'll focus on what the Mavericks can do going forward, what they can do with the MLE, what they can do with free agency, and we'll, we we'll talk break little, down uh, Pascal Siakam tomorrow. Ooh, can the Mavs get in on that? That's on tomorrow. All right, Isaac, let's talk about these rookies because in this Summer League game, the Mavericks did get the win 111 to 103. And I thought in the first half, I just wrote I just wrote down about Lively. Tough half for Lively. Rotations have kind of been off for everybody, and so they were off for him as well. He had four fouls. He did get five rebounds, and he had a couple of offensive rebounds. He did have one really good assist where he kicked ahead to somebody in transition. But I just thought it was a really tough half for him. And then he came back in the second half, and I thought he looked way better. And Jared Dudley mentioned him too, just how big of an impact he had on this game. Yeah, he had four fouls with like seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Um you know, you get 10 total. Hey, what's up, bro? If you're watching on YouTube, you saw <laughs> that, that Kai Carlin with a with a blizzard. <laughs> Hi, Kai. Um, Kai, used to, Kai used to host Locked on Sixers for us with Keith, and he uh, writes for USA Today. So anyway, back to Derek Lively. Um, <laughs> Lively had four fouls uh, early on. He still can't set a pick, so – there's one thing that Dwight Powell has got to teach Derek Lively. It's how to set a screen. Uh, he got called for we, an offensive we, foul. <laughs> we started this whole summer league process, and one of the big things was, oh, man, Derek Lively is asking these guards how they want to set screens for him. Maybe don't ask the guards how they want you to set screens. Ask the NBA how they want you to set screens because it's just not working for him at a certain point. And we, we know that's something he's going to struggle with. And so he'll work on yeah. it and get better. And he's got a really good mentor in Dwight Powell who sets really good screens. That's like his one real true NBA skill. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, he struggled early. I mean, honestly, everybody struggled in the first half for, for this Mavs team. But, yeah, he just – you know, I, I thought his energy was a little bit different in this game as far as like his, you know, could, it was weird because some of the fouls were, you know, weirdly kind of over. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to go down a rabbit trail on some nitpicking. I just don't like I hate nitpicking summer league. So um, it's just part of it. Seeing them well, out on the floor. The one thing that so we asked some of the guys afterwards and like we asked Taze more. Like, what did you see from Lively? What did you guys say to Lively in, in the locker room? And he's like. Well, he's like, hey, man, you got 10 fouls. <laughs> Don't get down on yourself because you have 10 yeah. fouls in summer league. So the, it's, it's all about practice and getting reps and, and getting that and, and feeling the, the speed of the game. You know, I asked Lively and, and Omax after uh, the first practice when I was here, what's the biggest difference? You guys have done one practice. What's the biggest difference already between college and the NBA? And they're like, oh, man, the speed. You can even just tell the speed of the game, the athleticism of these guys, and it's just us catching up with it. And they're just, they're getting used to it. And that's what summer league is for. It's the buffer between the NBA and your, you know, your college career. And so get all the fouls. I have no problem with, with lively having like five or six fouls. And he didn't even technically foul out in an NBA game. No. Right. What did he fit Didn't he finish with like five? I think he and finished so, with four. Like, yeah. He finished. So I, I have no problem with him with those fouls. He, you know, I love the play when he got out in transition, you know, he got the alley-oop dunk on that one. Obviously it looked, it looked good. He had a couple you know, other dunks around the basket, you know, he has really good hands. Uh, I was impressed by his hands. Some of the passes that he caught uh, in the paint, he had this pick and roll with Hardy in the second half that 
it was a pretty tough pass from Hardy and he caught it, dunked it. Um, yeah, I just, I, I like, obviously I loved a lot of what he did in the second half. He finished with 11 rebounds. So, uh, shout out. I don't know when the last time a non Luca Maverick had 11 boards, but he's the best rebounder they've had since Tyson Chandler. I mean, like full stop. I mean, there's, I don't know if there's anybody else. I know we're going to make that comparison a ton. And Tyson Chandler was sitting behind the bench and cheering him on every, every second of this game, but he is the best. I mean, he's the best one. He's just going to come in and it's going to stand out so much. The difference between what we've seen with Dwight and, you know, Maxi, and then now with, with Derek Lively, because like you said, 11 rebounds, four of them on the offensive end. I mean, a couple of assists. His passing is something that I think is underrated. We, we talked about it in his in his draft profile. Rafael Barlow's talked about it when we've had him on. But his passing is something where he's not he's not clueless when he has the ball. He can point in the right direction and knows where to appoint guys to go the right way. And uh, and he'll, he'll hit guys with really good passes. And so that, that's something I'm really looking forward to now. Will the Mavericks take advantage of that skill? I'm not sure. But they will take advantage of it when guys get doubled. And does Luka get doubled a lot? Yes. Does Kyrie get doubled? Yes. I, I do want to see him get a few more touches. Uh, that's I mean, obviously he's going to get touches around the basket when he plays with Luca and Kyrie, but uh, in summer league, let's, let's give him the ball a little bit more, maybe in the short roll. Uh, let's try to hit him a little bit more on the pick and roll. I've, I mean, my prediction going to summer league was that he was going to hit three threes in a game. I just need to like, he hasn't picked and popped at all, which is obviously he, part tri- of- he tried the one <laughs> kind of like a tough spot to be in. Like he chucked up. that one from the corner. <laughs> They, they obviously just want him roll into the basket and they haven't just man to my knowledge watching i haven't seen any like pick and pop opportunities for him to, so. well, the the thing is with with this summer league is Jaden hardy's not a pick and roll guard necessarily right like, he's not the one to, to operate in the pick and roll to hit guys off of, off of a roll off of a pop anything like that uh McKinley Wright isn't that either and he went out with an injury in the third quarter of this game so he wasn't in there and then you have I Miles. thought he was playing the best basketball out of everybody. He was hitting a bunch of floaters. Like, he's a pick-and-roll guard, but he's he scores off of it. He's not a, a playmaker, get you the ball off of it. And so he, just, he doesn't have those type of guards with him right now. Uh, they can do those things, but they, that's not their that, that's not their featured thing. Jelly Walker, Miles, uh, Mike Miles, it's, it's not their featured thing either. They, they fill it up. All those guys kind of fill it up. And so – there are several times in both summer league games so far. I've just watched and gone, hit him, hit him on the roll. Like I even, I've said it out loud. I, I bet they could hear me from where I was really close in Cox pavilion. You're like really close to him. And I was like, hit him on the roll. And he's, he's there, but uh, it's going to be a lot different when he's with the Mavericks with, with a Luca and with a Kyrie who are just so intelligent and can hit those. But I, I'm with you on, can we just hit him a couple times on the roll? Uh, because there, it doesn't even look like they're looking up for him at times. Yeah. Uh, the other rookie, Omax. I, I, I love him. Omax. Omax. Um, <laughs> the drop is coming. When I get my board back, the, the drop is coming. I just, man, I, I love Omax's energy and defense. And a lot of it's going to come down to the three-point shooting. He missed all four of his shots tonight. Um, but just seeing his energy at his size, obviously I'm a biased guy because I was all about him. And, you know, I want, of course, you want to see him score more, or do stuff more around the basket. But like, what he's going to be asked to do is to go out there and hit a corner three and to play defense against some bigger wings. And he's only hit one corner three in summer league, but he's playing his butt off on defense and just a lot of energy. And I, I love having that guy on the floor. 
yeah, coming up, let's talk about Omax. Let's talk about his game and see what else we thought from him. And then everybody else. Let's see what we saw from everybody else on Summer League, what we're looking for uh, going forward. We'll talk about that coming up. The announcer, the PA announcer in the arena was was had the right pronunciation of Maxence, which I really appreciated. Yeah, I heard that. Finished the game with 10 points, seven boards, an assist, a steal, a block. Missed all four of his threes, like you said, but he had he was six of nine. Nice. From the free throw line. And I thought he had a really good game. It, just watching him, seeing him in person, listening to him talk, he's going to force Jason Kidd's hands so quickly. Well, they're going to want to bring. Yes, I hope. They're going to want to bring these guys along slowly. And I think he's just going to be such an impact so quickly because of how long he is. He's he listed at what? Six, seven. I don't, he looks bigger than that to me. His yeah. wingspan is, is, is forever. And if, and if he starts hitting those threes, it's, he's just going to be too much of an impact and exactly what they need with that long wingspan being a little bit taller. I mean, he's taller than Grant Williams. Grant Williams was there on the sidelines and he's bigger than him. Not bigger. Uh, muscular wise, because Grant Williams, he's a thick boy, but Omax is definitely you know longer than him and taller than him. So, uh, Omax though, the one thing that 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 I was look, I was look, watching for, listening for, listening for, I guess I was listening for, is uh, can he do anything off the dribble? Can he attack closeouts? Can we do we see any of that? And that's what I said in the preview, and we saw that a couple times, including a really clutch play where he got an and one at the end. Yeah, that was a big time moment. Um, he he reminds me of he's like the four version of Josh Green, and of in the sense of he's he's going to give you energy. He's going to work his butt off. It's going to come down to like the threes, and you know making he's going to make some young you know plays or fouls and stuff when when he gets into the game that you got to like. That's the part of Josh Green like early on of like all right, you're really athletic. You're going to work your butt off. We don't know if you can actually hit a hit a shot, but we're just going to kind of unleash you and let you go play defense on some of these wings and work your butt off. And I think that's what Omax is kind of reminding me of is, you know, Josh's rookie season, something like that, but a bigger version of that. And yeah, I mean, he ended up finishing the game. I thought, you know, that, that was really, he had a steal in the uh, backcourt one time, then, you know, had a dunk, but. He's doing all the things that I, I want to see him do. He's not going to – I said this at the beginning. He's he's not going to be the player that gives you 33 points in a summer league game and everybody's talking about it. He's going to do all – I mean, he had like seven rebounds in this game, 10 points, uh, played dang good defense. Uh, yeah, I like the guy. Oh, a- absolutely. And I mentioned he's going to force Jason Kidd's hand. He literally forced Jared Dudley's hand because Jared Dudley said, you know, they played a little bit more than the minutes restriction that we talked about before the game, but you know, they did went out there and they closed the game out there because they're making such an impact. Anytime that you had Omax and lively guarding a pick and roll, it didn't go well for the Sixers. Like every single mm. time they really, they get, they kind of changed some of that where Omax was guarding the ball handler a little bit more. And when you had those two guys, you have those two guys guarding a pick and roll. It's just hard to get anything going if you're the, the offensive team because it's such long way. It's double seven foot wingspans. I mean, between the two of them, what is it? It's like it's almost 15 feet of wingspan, <laughs> wingspan between the two of them. And so you have that, and it, it they just make it really difficult. They're really good on their. The both of them are really good on their feet, but uh, Omax specifically, and just the stuff off the dribble to me really stood out because. 
he can attack closeouts, and he's already doing it in summer league. It's just not something we saw from Dorian Finney-Smith early on, or even Dorian Finney-Smith very often at all, yeah. or uh, Reggie Bullock very often. But he can he can attack off the dribble. He can do a, some stuff, and he, his wingspan is so long that he can just get up and finish. That last shot that he hit that was the end one, I mean, he, he drives from the corner. He's right in front of me. He drives from the corner. He stops. That big man from, from the Sixers goes straight up, and then Omax – gets into his body, and then at, on the way down, he finishes the shot because his arms are so long. He's still so close, so close to the basket. Uh, and that's that's an aspect of his game that I'm just I'm really looking forward to seeing develop throughout his career. Yeah, he's still got to get better at handling the ball. Sometimes he gets a little loose with it, especially if he's trying to bring it up or you know, there's other guys around him. But that's just part of it, and he can put the ball on the floor and at least you know pump fake, get to the basket. Um, I'm sure there's some people in the comments that are saying, hey, why haven't you talked about Taze Moore, Jelly Walker? We're about to. But I also want to say this. like The main reason we're talking about Summer League or watching Summer League is for those three guys. Jaden Hardy, Omax, Lively, the other guys. So we're always going to talk about those guys. Let's talk about Taze Moore. He... (laughs) He kind of reminds me, this is kind of like a throwback with like a little bit of like a, a great value Daryl Griffith of like, I wow. mean, this is because he's like, he's a smaller guy, but dude has hops like to put back yeah. dunk. He had another dunk and you know, I, I think he hit it. He hit at least one three on this. Yeah. He was one for two from three, but um, he's fun. I don't know how much past summer league he is. Uh, he's going to be fun in Frisco. I don't mean that as like a diss. I'm just, I'm just saying like he is gonna be fun for the legends. But uh, well, he, he he's a little bit old. He's 25. He's a little bit older. He's been around this a little while. Afterwards, when we were asking him about Lively, he's like, you know, Lively's just this young guy. So me and some of the older guys, and he mentioned, you know, the two way guys, and he mentioned a couple others on the team. We were telling him, and so he looks at himself. I mean, he's been around for a little while. So it, it's not like this guy the Mavs discovered. Uh, and and he's going to be, you know, oh, can can he get a roster spot or something like that? But, yeah, he had a huge impact on this game. I mean, he forced Jared Dudley's hand in this one, too, to play 16 minutes and to you know, come off the bench after really not playing much at all. Just his leaping ability. Yeah. Uh, he had that one really good steal that uh, that led to another fast break attempt. And, he, yeah, he's, he was just a big difference maker this one with just his leaping ability. And that one play where Jelly Walker kicked it ahead to him and he finished, and I thought he was going to dunk it, but. Finish with the layup, and that was well, that was a really big play too. I actually think it was a brilliant pass by Jelly because there was a defender that was like, "All right, what's going to happen here? Are they going to collide at the rim?" But Jelly kind of threw it behind him because the it, I, I just thought it was a super smart pass, and because the pass came behind him a little bit, defender kept going, and so he just had to lay it up. And I thought it was a smart play on both guys, but yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Jelly had kind of a similar impact. Uh, just I mean, Jelly kind of. He had a couple, a couple moments where I was like, "All right." Uh, he had like a spin move walk, and I'm like, "All right, well, I don't know what's going on here." Uh, but he kept, he kept the Mavs kind of toned down a little bit. He was out there for a lot of the run. I mean, honestly, I think he was only playing because McKinley Wright got hurt, but because he didn't play at all the first game, he, he was. He was only playing because McKinley Wright got hurt. But when he came in the game, I felt like uh, Austin Gurria tweeted this that he brought decorum to the game, and I thought that was a really good word that he brought decorum organization and i asked him after the game i said when you when you got in the game what did you want to bring to this game what did you see from the bench that you're like okay i need to bring this to this game and i I mentioned about him organizing the game and i said the game was much more organized when you came in yeah i'm a point guard (laughs) 
<laughs> that's kind of that was kind of his thing. He was great in, in media too. I really appreciated his answers, but he just said, like, I'm a point guard. So he came in. I felt like he leveled out the game a lot. He had some great passes. He had three assists. This game scored six points, both of them on three-point shots. Uh, and so he helped stretch the floor. This this summer league team does not take a lot of threes compared to the Mavericks that we're used to. I mean, they shot seven of twenty-six, and the you know, the Sixers were hitting a bunch of their threes early. They only took twenty-nine, but the Mavs only took twenty-six threes in this game, which is just not what we're used to a Mavericks team doing. But Jelly came in and hit a couple, which were big. I'll tell you somebody who I, I've like. I know Taze Moore had had the dunks. Jelly's a lot of fun. Mike Miles has had some moments. Uh, he played better this game than his first game. But I've liked what I've seen from Braxton Key, and he's a bigger guy that I'd like to see a little bit more of. If he played all of Chris Silva's minutes, I'd be totally fine with it. And uh, yeah, I just I kind of like what I've seen from him. I like his touch too. Well, they have him playing. They have him and and Chris Silva kind of playing together a lot of the time, and. Somebody, somebody mentioned, you know, when you have Chris Silva at the five, blah, blah, and Jared Dudley corrected him and said, no, we have Braxton Key at the five. So that, that's just a really weird – it's like a really weird pairing combination. I don't think the five is his natural position. Uh, but he's, you know, he's 6'8". He's been around for a while, too. He's, he's 26 years old. But he's had – so he's had some impact in this. Think about that. He's seven years older than <laughs> Derek Lively. That's wild. I think – I was watching an interview earlier of Sam Merrill, and he's 27. He had a great like, game. Yeah, he had a good game earlier. But anyway, that's Mavs Summer League. <laughs> game, game two. two. Mavs, Mavs get a win. I thought I had some, we had some good stuff. We saw some good. We saw some bad. We talked about most of it. Oh, AJ Lawson, I, he continues to impact. The thing with AJ Lawson is he's better when the players around him are better. So it's just hard to kind of simulate that. But he fills in all the gaps and does a lot of things. He had eight rebounds in this game. He had an assist. He had a steal. He had nine points. He missed all of his threes, but he got to the free throw line a couple times. Had one really good finish on a kick-ahead pass uh, in transition. I thought he had a, a good game as well in the second half. So uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Like Isaac said, can the Mavs get in on the Siakam situation and uh, say the thing? I got one more thing. Yeah. So on, on yesterday's pod, we waited until three seconds left to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun you not having your soundboard. Uh well, yesterday's pod, we talked about the midseason tournament in the third segment. I just want to say we recorded that segment before free agency started. So Chris Paul, <laughs> Pat Beverly, everybody was on their like old teams. And so we had some people <laughs> out about that. And I was like, guys, we recorded this before all those deals yeah. happened. You 100% said Chris Paul and the Suns. And I I mentioned two different times. I mentioned two different things. I said, well, who's the funniest to, to win the midseason tournament? And I mentioned Patrick Beverly by himself. And then I mentioned the Sixers by themselves and not thinking that, that Patrick Beverly is on the Sixers. So, uh, yeah. So, we, I'm glad we made that correction that we, that yeah. we recorded that before. We, we recorded did. it before all the moves. With, and I was here in Summer League when we did that <laughs> for some reason. Dang, where are you? Was that in the background? There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.